0: everyone to our first mental strength workshop here at Lifetime Mississauga. Any of you know what mental strength is? Any in the audience that might have some ideas, well you're gonna have to put some input very soon. So a little bit about myself, just a little bit, because it's about you guys there today in the process of mental strength. Not so much about me, but if you want to know who I am and based on my background my name is Patrick Cartunian, and I'm a registered professional coach, so what that means is everyone can be assured that I abide by ethical standards that, that match, match the national level from the coaching, Canadian Coaching Association of Canada. So that means basically whether i work working with kids, whether I'm working with adults, the coaching style is all ethical, which is very important for me important for most of my students and parents of the students I work with so I'm a squash professional for many many years over 25 years through the national coaching certification program I teach all levels of players from beginner to champion champion level champion meaning provincial national international so I have the qualifications for all the levels as well and I'm also a personal trainer as well down on the second floor the canadian personal trainers network and have been both for many many years and i'm the author of a best-selling selling book mental strength oh, here, sorry, mental strength your guide to success in sports but it can also be used for life and for many different things so let's begin. okay so if you want you can have a read of this i will also read it out loud so it's love of sport And here we're at Lifetime, so Lifetime there's many different things, not just sports, but so if people live with fear, they learn to be apprehensive. Apprehension can end a person's success. But if people live with praise, they learn to appreciate. If people live with approval, they learn to believe. If people live with fairness, they learn what kindness is. If people live with honesty, they learn what truth is people live with encouragement they learn to be confident if people live with tolerance they learn to be patient if people live with acceptance they learn to love so this is basically something I've written and, and years ago and I just for this workshop I changed word athlete to people uh, but it's the same exact same thing so this is what I truly believe in and if everyone abides by this simple poem right here. We would all be very happy to get along and everybody would be a bit stronger and basically treat everyone the same way that you want them to treat you. That's all part of being mentally strong. I can always provide an invader copy of this so you don't have to write a book if anybody wants a copy. No problem. All right, so here we are. So we have we have last we time. Lifetime, we have a second floor, so fitness, yoga, paddies, different areas. We have the third floor, which has squash, basketball, and cycling, the different areas, more of a sport. So what we would want to know, or what I would like to know, is two things. One, all of your members of Lifetime, so something brought you to Lifetime to become a member in the first place. And the second would be... Since there's so many of you here today, is can any of you share why? And why come to this session today? Perfect. Anybody
1: else? All right, yes. Um, Because joining classes like these means that you
0: are actually investing in yourself to be a good thing.
1: Yes, self
2: improvement
0: and self knowledge, self investment is always a good thing. Okay, let's move on. Here's where you get to do some real work because what today is not is not a lecture, it's a workshop. So it's a mental strength workshop, which means we take, we help each other out. The group helps the group, and I help guide So what is mental strength? Those arrows point to nothing, because we want some answers to what from the group as to what you would think would go into those spots. I agree, right. like one thing, just one word, kind of like. Great right.
1: resilience. Right. 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 Right.
0: So we have focus, commitment, patience, desire, passion, right? The ability to separate from your emotions, right? Inner peace, creating goals to succeed, having a purpose, believing in the process, and of course, most of all, believing in yourself, okay? Without believing in yourself, we cannot be mentally strong that is the first and foremost, most important area of mental strength is us, we have to believe in ourselves. Right? It's easy for others to believe in us, but if we don't believe in ourselves, then it doesn't really help. So we have to believe in ourselves. And there's many more that could go on this list. So we're gonna go, so basically the definition of mental strength in terms of a dictionary would basically have some of the things we just had on our list. So, definition of mental strength. Mental strength means having inner peace and detaching yourself emotionally from concrete consequences and outcomes and focus on the process of achieving your goals. Besides, mental strength requires you to have the ability to overcome discomfort, especially when facing adversity. So that would be your textbook definition, which then matches all the stuff that we've already listed. And then there's mental toughness, which is also a branch of uh, mental strength. So what is the definition of mental toughness? A quality of mind or intellect characterized by, among other things, a refusal to be intimidated, a determination to finish a contest when things are going badly, and an ability to control emotions and remain highly focused when under pressure of intense competition. Again, these have hand-in-hand mental toughness is a part of mental strength. They both talk very similarly in, t- in terms of being able to push yourself when- through the tough moments. If there are no tough moments, then we don't really need to have strong mental strength because everything is going well for us. Without being a perfect ideal scenario, perfect Any situation. So, so our recently deceased Kobe Brandt has a nice quote over here the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. So that's very important. So what he's talking about is basically for each and every one of us to become that person that's going to try and inspire others. And if we are at that stage, it means we are also becoming role models to be able to inspire others. Cool, next. How do we begin? So we have all this stuff we just talked about, simple strength, definitions, we came up and brainstormed different Branches of mental strength. So, how do we begin? First, we have to know and understand our why. So, what is your why? Do any of you actually know what your why is? And that why could be—it's your—it's your purpose. It's your reason to either want to become mentally stronger, or it's your purpose of why. You let's say come go to a group fitness class, or go down and do some training on the second floor, or while you play sports. It's not the actual playing or activity that's important. is the behind the scenes. It's why you're doing it. and what is the outcome at the end. And so some of us might do an activity because. a whole bunch of other people doing the same thing, so it makes us feel good because there's others around us. Some of, some of us prefer just to do things alone and do individual stuff. We do our own workouts, and we're fine. We use music to motivate us. We use a different tool. But there needs to be a why. If there's no why, what happens? We don't last long. We don't last long, and we usually end up Either giving up or quitting, at whatever it is, and we turn in the corner and we go a different direction, so our path doesn't go in the direction that we first set out. So it's very important to know your why. So a good friend of mine, and doctor is Dr. Greg Wells. So has his one uh, percent tip every once in a while, and here is his tip and about knowing your why. So, knowing your why is absolutely critical to ensuring that you reach your potential. Understand not what you're doing, but why you're doing it. And this is from Dr. Greg Wells. He is the, also an author, author of The Ripple Effect, and Super That was his first book. So, thank you, Greg, Dr. Greg Wells. And now, we get into goal setting. So, part of the definition directly into mental strength was about goals. It was about having goals and trying to work towards achieving those goals. And being mentally tough enough to push through the tough moments to achieve it. So again, this is a definition of goal setting, which you can find anywhere. anywhere. Some of you may have heard this principle before, smart criteria. So, goal goal setting involves the development of an action plan designed to motivate and guide a person or group towards a goal. Goal setting can be guided by goal setting criteria or rules such as smart criteria. Goal setting is a major component of personal development and management literature. So that would be more like a textbook definition of goal setting. But we're gonna go on to basically my simplified version and your homework for right now is to actually answer those 5, five questions not not me but in your notes in your notebooks or in your phone so this is again a workshop so each one of you basically have homework to do in this class is to try and leave this class with an answer to, to some of these questions so the first one would be is your end goal, realistic and attainable. So first, you have to have a goal. So, and if you don't have a goal, sometimes, time to time, to make a goal. Your goal could be anything. It could be fitness-related. It could be life-related, family-related. could be financially-related. doesn't matter what, what area you want to focus on, but everybody should have a goal if you know that you lack in a certain area and need improvement in a certain area. Everything starts by learning how to actually set a goal, so then you can take the next step. Some of you in, the, in this workshop might be doing the our spring 60 day. Right? So some of you might be doing the 60 day. One of the first things you need to do in your uh, hopefully in the 60 day is to set up your goals and to try and work your way to achieve those goals. And that can be done in different ways, like I'm uh, coming every Saturday to Saturday workouts, and every Saturday there's a different type of workout, so it exposes you to different ways of exercising, if, if exercising is not something you've not done before, so 60 days is a great way to get the, get things started for, for some people, other people, they just do it for fun. I, I do it for fun, I do six, 60 days for fun, and just be part of the community. But that's something you want to be doing right now, uh, is coming up with your goal, and then making sure that your end goal, like where you see yourself, whether it's five years from now, ten years from now, whatever the end goal is, end goal could be a dream instead of a goal. It could be like a life dream like that, something that you've always wanted to, to achieve, but it seems like it's way up there, that it's like unrealistic for some people, but it might feel realistic for you be shorter term. So that's why you that's why you want to make sure it's realistic and attainable, something that can be achieved. And again it might be through hard work, it might take time, it might take months, it might take years, it could take weeks. That depends on your determination and passion and commitment and all the things we talked about at the beginning for mental strength. Do you believe you will achieve your goal? Again, down to yourselves do you believe in yourself do you believe in the process so do you believe you'll achieve your goal and are you motivated every day to work hard in achieving it on time right the reason we set up a goal is because we want to it. we want to succeed so then we can make a new goal we can make a new goal and then life continues that way we make, we make a goal we get success we make a new goal try and get there and we push further. Right? So then we, we become stronger and we become that role model that folks have taught about so that we can start inspiring people around us. Because they can see the changes that we've made for ourselves. And people will start ask, asking questions. People that you know, people that are close to you will notice, will notice the changes that, that you've made. Even without even talking to them they'll notice. In your body language and the meter and the people are going to notice. Someone who might have been been walking down one day, and now all of a sudden their chin is up and and they're walking and they feel proud of themselves. People notice because you notice that you've achieved success through whatever path you've taken because of this simple process of making goals and believing yourself. Do you have short and long-term goals? And so basically if my if my goal is let's say to gain 10 pounds of muscle, not that I want to, but if my goal is to gain 10, 10 pounds of muscle, let's say then from now. So I need to know what am, I going, what am I going to do tomorrow to begin the process. So what am I going to do for the next week to try and reach that goal of gaining 10 pounds? Does anybody know how many calories are in a pound? So whether you want to lose or gain? Yes, yeah, so
1: 3,500
0: calories is to lose a pound. And we're not talking about whether it's fat or carbohydrates or whatever it is. Calories or calories, the total amount of calories, 3,500 calories makes up one pound. So to gain muscle, what are we doing when we exercise? We are burning calories. So how am I going to build that muscle? It's not going to happen by just lifting weights and lifting heavy weights. It also means I have to know how many calories I'm burning and how many calories I'm getting in from food so I know how much more I have to eat to make sure I don't lose weight and too much weight in the process and then so my muscle has a chance to grow. So, so we need to eat a lot more. There's a lot of work involved on the science side of it to actually achieve that kind of goal. The same thing as losing weight. There is a science involved in there as well, knowing what type of exercise will be better to burn more calories, where to burn it from, whether it's from fats or carbohydrates or both. Right? So there is a process involved. Nutrition plays a big role. So your goal could be anything, but everything has a long-term goal and then short-term bursts. And it's just short-term stuff, like a little assessments and stuff that you do along the way to see if you're going on the right track, to see if you're if you're going in the right direction to achieving your end goal, that will be the idea. Therefore, measuring Right? Can you measure the progress? All right, so, how, how do we measure your progress in, in, your, in the 60 days? Everyone's doing the 60 days, everyone is doing it. We'll have their assessment for a workout this Saturday. And then April 4th would be their reassessment for a workout. So, they'll be doing the same exercises this Saturday and April 4th. See right there, we'll note down the result and you can see. So someone might might be able to do one more push-up than they did this Saturday and April they can do one more push-up. Right there's the improvement. Someone might be doing 20 more push-ups. Every individual is going to be different, whether it's push-ups, whether it's squats, whether it's you know like the, how long you can last on the wrong machine, it makes no difference what it is. But that's how you would measure progress. You would do testing. You test yourself different areas. Right? So and it could be anything. Your goal man, might be to you know to eat eat less cookies in in the next couple couple months. That could be your goal. Your goal could be anything. Eat less chips, less cookies and how you would measure it? Well it's uh, very simple you can check, check and see how often you actually bought it. Right? To, to eat something you have to buy something. To eat. Right? And uh, people don't just give it to you. So you have to buy it. Right, so generally, it's, it's very simple. If it's something you normally buy on a regular basis and it fills your your cupboards and fills the shelves, and, you, and that's your go-to, and that same go-to item is something you want you want to get rid of, well then we can, then we can tell our progress if we're buying it less often and if we're also eating it less often then eventually, then we might not buy it at all. But if it's something that's completely on our off list. So, do you have a support system? Very important. Do you have a coach or a trainer or family members that will support you or friends? It's very important when you have a goal to actually have support around you to help you by believing in you so at the same time you can believe in yourself. so it's very important to have a support system so trainers and coaches that's what we do so if it's a personal trainer right so we're going to work with you downstairs not so much just you know to create a customized workout plan so you can do your workouts and do some of the workouts with you we're motivating you through the tough times when things start getting tough so let's say a certain exercise that is tough or it's difficult for you introduce you to an exercise that your mind is not ready for because you've never done it and all also you're trying to figure out how to use your body in, in, in different ways Well, the easiest way is to you know, you give up and say no I can't do it right? that's what the trainer's job is for is to try and either explain it in a different way or take baby steps and break down the, the exercise into an easier form so you can then slowly build your confidence and build your strength to be able to have a stronger mindset, knowing that you can actually do it. Same thing with a coach, right? So if I'm going to teach somebody how to play squash, I'm not going to be treating a beginner the the, the same way I'll be treating a high-performance athlete. Right? It's totally different. The beginner might not even be able to hit the ball. They might not have the hand-eye coordination developed yet. Whereas a professional player, I'm going to have a hard time keeping up with them. Right, so, so I can help them on the mental side. I can help them on the mental side. I can help tweak their technique. I'm, I'm not gonna be as in, in, in shape, squash shape, as, as a world champion. It's just not gonna happen. My job is to develop that champion. Not to try and be that champion. Not to be able to play against them in a world championship, otherwise all the coaches will, will be playing teaching. so coaches are coaches, players are players. Coach, some may be successful. Most are not because they're not coaches; they're players. So, they're so that's why it's important that you have a support system when setting goals. So important. Okay, we're gonna say thank you to Dr. Greg Wells again. So here we go. His one percent tip on dream setting: research shows that if you write down, that's why I to down their goals. So if you write down what you want to achieve, you increase your chances of reaching your objective. That's simply just by writing it down. Because by, by writing it down, what are you doing? You are also reading it while you're writing. You're telling yourself what it is while you're writing. Right, so then it's like triple effect, as opposed to just thinking. Thinking it does not mean you're actually going to do it. So writing it down is very important. If you tell someone else, your chances get even higher. That's that whole support system we're talking about. So once you've set some dreams, some dreams and goals, tell people who are close to you. That's the important part. That's why you have to have a support system. People that you can trust and confide in. People that are close to you. You will be amazed at how people start to help you reach your dreams once you start putting them out into the world. Very important, the same thing, it all goes hand in hand together. So you have your goals, it's very difficult to just achieve things on your own, secretly trying trying to do things. You have to be very motivated and very strong. So you already have to have there to support and help me. So let's say if I want to become a vegan, which I've had for like five months, but not my like, But let's say if I were to become vegan, but the rest of my family are not vegan, I have the mental strength where I can do it. But it's not going to be very easy if there's nobody else that's also going to do it with you in the same household. So, so it's always easier if, if you have, let's say, if the whole household is going to turn as for a bit, then it makes life a lot easier. Then you don't have to have separate meals, you don't have to cook have to cooking separately. Everyone eats the same thing. So then it, then it makes makes things a lot easier. Right? So if I were to do it on my own, it means, you know, at home it would, it would be difficult. Right? Not for me but that I have the be difficult for my family watching me. So it would be tough for them, it would be tough for them to support because for them to properly support, they should be on board as well. And then try it out. So this is tough. Not easy. Sometimes. Good? Any questions so far? So do
1: you mean by like support like some
0: Support basically means uh, so someone who you can share your goals with and they're going to support you. Like they're going to say, oh, what a great idea. And they're going to be there. So let's say things start getting tough. And that could be someone that then helps help you out. You to remind you what your path was. Remind you what your why was. Right? Because so you've given them your why. You've given them your, your goal. And and why, like this is why I want to do this. And okay, so then there's someone, and usually that means that person also believes you. They know you can do it. Right? But the main part is to yourself. Okay, yeah. That's the main part. Alright. Now, we have a special interview. We're actually interviewing one of you that's sitting here, me. He? Yes. So we're interviewing. One of the members, her name is me. And she is a member here at Lifetime Saga. And in my eyes, she is a role model for all Lifetime members. Yes. So she has agreed to be interviewed today, live here. And I'm grateful, because once she was eager and right away to come out and help out, but it that involves a lot of confidence and greater you to come and find people you don't know, a bunch of people you don't know, and go through an interview or set up it, and so on. You ask to ask three questions, and you have to try and answer these uh, these questions like in front of everybody on the spot. Not easy, but she's here. And we're gonna go through basically five questions. And this is mainly because I feel she's a good role model for all of you and it'll be something that everybody can learn and share with each other. So let's welcome. All right, we won't isolate you separate, so if you want to just sit with them, Unless you want to to stand up. Okay, perfect, you can stand. (laughs) Excellent. So, our first line of questions is, well, I'll just So i have noticed every time you are ex- exercising your lifetime you are very focused and driven can you share what drives you in other words where does your love of training come from that keeps you coming in regularly and training with quality so for me um
2: fitness is a core I'm driven and and focused because after I work out, I feel a lot better. Whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, The best way to describe it is whatever is happening before I come into the gym, I step in and I focus on my workout. And I, I push myself hard so that all I can focus on is my workout and so I can quiet my mind. Because I have a bit of a monkey brain which means it kind of shifts and thinks about all these different things all at once. And then when I'm done my workout, whatever was weighing on me before I got in the gym or I did whatever I did, it's not weighing on me as much. Or I find I actually work through, if I have a problem that I'm dealing with, I work through that problem, whether it's a personal problem, a relationship problem, or even a work problem. Um, by shifting what I'm doing and focusing on the physical, for example, it, it gives my mind a chance to breathe and solve something else that's going on with my life. Um, My love of training also comes from, um, you know, the question you asked is, what's your why? So the why for me is is happiness and self-care. And, you know, uh, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a good friend, I'm a great colleague, uh, which means I have to play all these very different roles. But when I'm here at the gym, it's just me. It's my time to do what I want and um, I have a very good support system and my, my husband and my family and my friends recognize that when I'm at the gym, it's it's my time, and if it's two hours that I need or an hour that I need, that's my time.
0: So some of the stuff that we touched on, support system, right? we have a purpose, we have a reason for coming, and then when we come, we actually do our best to stay in the moment and do, do what it is that we set out to do. Excellent. How long have you been exercising? How long before you notice the change and how you have and you have a current goal? that
2: So I'd say I've been exercising generally consistently consistently since 2012. Um, when this gym opened actually. So I was exercising a little bit beforehand, but I I made a commitment when this gym opened and I joined with my mother at the time um, to really put an effort in. And I started with the group fitness classes because I really enjoyed them. I didn't have to think about what to do. The instructors were really good. There was great music. There was a lot of people that I became friends with and I'm still friends with to this day so for me that was a huge motivating factor to start my fitness journey um but you know exercise and, and what i've learned about exercise through my own journey is that um, it's not so black and white obviously there's times in your life where it's not possible to exercise as consistently so i did take a couple of breaks i took a year off when i started um, law school because uh, i was stressed about what i was doing and, and, and you know moving different cities and so i let fitness fall which made me feel, I realized, um sad, not so happy, um, stressed out, and so when I was got into my second year of law, I went back to the gym. I started, again, group fitness classes, I took step class just so that I would have something to do and made myself feel better. Um so yeah. And do you goal. have a current goal? So um my current goal health related is to reduce my sugar intake. Um, and drink more water. And from a fitness perspective, my current goal is to do two chin-ups. Right. That's the that I with can my husband. Do it out? <laughs> None. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a
0: great goal. Perfect. And next. Alright, so during a training session when you feel exhausted, <sighs> what makes you keep going and not simply calling it a day?
2: So a lot of it for me is self-talk. Um, it's telling myself, you got this, you can do it. Um, nothing is impossible. And it's also telling myself, one more rep, you can do it. One, like, it, it. Instead of thinking, I've got five more reps, I've got 10 more reps, I just tell myself, focus on the rep that you have the next rep. And usually, if I can get through that rep, then it's easier to get through the next rep, or whatever I'm doing. Um, the other thing that I tell myself is, you know, this is temporary. This difficulty, this shortness of breath, it's its temporary and it will pass. And that's not just for training, that's i found very helpful in difficult situations I face in life is, you know, this too shall pass. It's um, not easy, but I can get through it. Okay,
0: so along those lines, before we get to the next question, is that same thing that should uh, that definitely just uh, touched on, is the transfer of other aspects of life so there are a lot of people that get affected from anxiety and you know they, they get high blood pressure or they get uh, you know stressed out over whatever it is it could be something small it could be something big but there are ways to combat that which would be through breathing that could be one simple technique is breathing and then deep breathing but not just deep breathing like you actually put yourself aside and deep for like five minutes not talking about 30 seconds, but five minutes of deep breathing, you'll be amazed how quickly that stress will be gone and your anxiety levels will be come down. And it is simple techniques like that to retract yourself so you catch yourself in a moment where you're going off in a different direction to just
2: breathe. And, and just jumping on that point, I think that also needs taking a break, right? If you, you, you learn when you need to take a break and step aside and do that deep breathing, and the same is for training. If you know, you're know you pushing yourself really hard, but you're like, I need to take a two-second break before I continue on, take that break. Because you'll end up being stronger for it. Excellent,
1: Excellent.
0: Would you be open and interested to do another interview a few months from now to see how things are going? Sure. Excellent. You <laughs> like that answer okay so now the last question is do you see the benefits of having a mental coach this is different than a personal trainer so a mental coach and would you encourage someone to invest in one-on-one mental coaching to help guide him or her through the ups and downs in order to succeed
2: so i do see the benefits of having a mental coach i myself have done um, have had a personal coach in my life And um, I think it is worthy of an investment because it's not just how do you deal with one type of a situation, it it gives you the tools and how to deal with any situations that arise in your life and and to um, help you get through it. I mean, you'll get through any situation, but if you have the right resources and tools that you need, it makes it a lot easier and you come out a lot stronger.
0: Thank you. Okay, so it takes us to positive reinforcements, very important things, so let's look at the example here. Do you consider yourself to be a positive person, rip your hand if you feel that you're a positive person, without reading the rest? I'm positive, I know that for sure. So, not everyone has their hands up, some of you have your hands up, so let's go to this scenario. Example. A friend tells you that it is a friend. Remember, a friend tells you that they have difficulty with a certain task. It could be a skill in their sport, and you play the same sport. It could be whatever it is, but they have a they confine in you that they have a difficulty. Which one do you do? Do you do number one? Do you tell them to stop trying so hard? It's pointless because you think they cannot do it, or? Number two, do you tell them, it's okay, okay. I know it's difficult, but you will succeed, I believe in you. This is something for you to self-reflect. For you to self-reflect, which one would you actually do in this this scenario? You'll be surprised if you look at stats, most people are here. There aren't that many people that are here. I would be here. Right, but there aren't that many people that are going to be down here. Most people are going to be here.
1: I think I think, okay. most people would say number two, but to themselves they would
0: say number one. That's what I think. Sorry. Well, let's see. So, if you were the person who was having difficulty with the task, what would you be telling yourself in your mind? Something positive or something negative? Would you be trying to push yourself towards actually completing that task and actually getting it done, believing in yourself that you can do it? Or would you just enjoy like talent and say, forget it, it's too hard, I can't do it? Right? Any form of self doubt, disbelief, re- recollection of a past failure is negative. Any form of negativity is not. It means you're saying telling yourself that number 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 one option. You're telling yourself that you can't do it. The right? words cannot or can't do not exist in the athletic vocabulary, this should not exist in, in anyone's vocabulary. Right? If you put your mind to it and you believe to yourself, you can do anything you want. Right? Because we shouldn't be confiding in what other people t- tell you. You have to do. And that's why the goal has to be realistic. If it you
1: know, to it's not really it's just I think
0: a right. of a So skiing the moguls, if you've never skied before, or if you've never skied yeah. before, and doing it one week, would be not that it's an unrealistic goal, it's an unrealistic timeline for that goal. So the timeline Time is unrealistic. Is unrealistic. Can you achieve that in a year from now? Of course, of course you can. You have lots lot more time to work on the skills necessary to then work on the confidence and slowly work your way to, to the mobile. So yeah, so, so basically that, that's why it's, it's the timeline of the goals are also important. That's why we have short-term goals and the long-term goals. The long-term, long-term goal might be, I want to ski the mobile, but I'm not a skier. Yeah. So then you have to have short-term goals. Okay, so first I gotta learn how to ski. So for me, if, if it's skiing, before you even learn how to ski, I right, need to learn how to get comfortable walking in those boots, walking in ski boots with no skis. Right? And then get com- comfortable learning how to clip them in to, to, to the, uh, clip, clip them in, like getting comfortable with the equipment. And then get comfortable with the environment of being, you know, cold, colder as you get up, <laughs> as you get up the hill, right? Even colder and then colder. Depending on where you ski, right? So it's going to make a difference. You go to Kelso, Glen Eden, you know, it's pretty and night, but it's not very high compared to somewhere like Whistler or Mount Trombon, so, so the conditions are also different where you go. So, learning from your mistakes is the positive side. So, not a negative thing, it's a positive thing. How many people have actually learn from their mistakes? Have one. Yes, I have some of you that have learned from your mistakes, but most people do not learn from their mistakes.
1: Yeah, I wasn't going to say I learned. I think most people they do not learn from their mistakes. Like learn, like they do not think about their, their previous mistake. But it just time like it actually changes people because they live that situation but it's not like oh i'm doing oh and now i shouldn't do this because before it was a mistake that i did you know what i mean okay. i i feel like that would apply to sports where you like like consistent practice would make it better but with things like relationships and things like that in life sometimes people don't make mistakes and like they would be a toxic relationship if they like, keep going back to it because like they are so attached to it
0: depends on the situation, so we can only learn from mistakes if we accept failure, if we accept failure and that we're going to fail or, and we're going to make mistakes, so if we're trying to, you know, if we're trying to become a figure skater, you have to accept the fact that you're going to fall many times, that's part of the sport, you're going to fall, even the professionals in the Olympics that you watch, they fall. And in their main event, where they've been practicing all this time, so they do not fall, so they get all the points, and they do all the technical moves correctly, and they, and they also fall at times, even in the biggest moments Right. So it's all about accepting the failure, so then you can learn from the failure. If we do not accept failure, then that mistake becomes a domino effect, and we do it over and over for us, then we start accepting that as the way, as the way of being, is that, that mistake is normal and just going to happen over and over, so we have to accept, And okay. So, self-questionnaire, so only by accepting failure can we begin to learn from mistakes that we just talked about, so self-questionnaire. This obviously for sports, this works a lot better, but it can work for other areas as well. So number one, what was I trying to do? This basically, what I was trying to do means basically there's a purpose in an outcome to a skill or a task at hand or whatever you, you, were, you were doing. Whatever you're doing that you felt you failed at, there has to be a purpose of why you're doing it in the first place. You have to know the purpose and the outcome of whatever you were doing. If if the answer to that that kind of question of what what I was trying to do is I don't know, well, it means you can't move on. You can't learn from that from that mistake because you have no idea what you did in the first place or why you were doing it. So number two would be what did I do or what happened? So if it's in the case of, you know, if it's, you know, for or let's say, weightlifting it could be, you know, you try to lift the weight, and you can't lift it at all. Okay, so what was I trying to do? I was trying to pro- progress to the next level, so I can lift a bit heavier. What did I do? I went 10 levels higher. So I went way too high, too quick, so there's no way I, I could lift it there. I-, I didn't progress to that that way. So what, a- what am I gonna do next time? I'm going to take one step up. I'm going to take the level to the next step, not ten steps up, and work my way to get there, remind myself what the purpose and the outcome was. The purpose and the outcome was to be able to lift a little bit heavier like this to the next level, not to lift ten times heavier. So you have to know the purpose. You're on, the, you're on the squash court. For those of you that play or don't play, you're on, you're on the squash court. There's an out-of-bounds line at the bottom, a red line and everything underneath it is out. Your purpose, you wanted to hit the ball high to get it to the back of the court. But you hit it as low as possible and you hit the out-of-bounds area. What was I trying to do? Well, I was trying to hit the ball high to get it to the back of the court. What did I do? I ball low and I hit it out. And what happens? The only way the ball can go low is a racket faces closed. So then something technically had to go wrong or a timing had to go wrong, but you can recognize it if you understand the process. So if you know your outcome and you know the third one, which is what am I going to the next time? So let's say if you're playing a sport, you already know what it feels like. You've been exposed to that skill before. So you already have the purpose. You know what you want to do. You've done it before, so you already know you have the muscle memory. But something went wrong in in there. You know, you might have forgot or whatever it is, but you can quickly analyze what happened based on the result. Only if you have a purpose. Again, the answer to your first question, if it's, I don't know, I was just trying to hit the ball. There's no learning there because you did it wrong. So, so there is no no learning. The learning only happens if you accept failure and you go across a nice self-question there that stays you keeps you positive. This is positive reinforcement. You're analyzing what you wanted to do, what you did, and what you're gonna do next time. And again, this can apply to any area: the relationships, sports, any area. It's It's, self-reflection, that's what it comes down to. You don't need someone else to tell you what you did, you have to know what you did, but you you also have to have a purpose of why you did it. That's where it comes from. Alright, so topics of mental strength, we went through some of it today, so we went through positive reinforcement, Right? We went through goal setting, but there's so many different areas of uh, me- mental strength, right? So you have the connection of the mind and body, you have mental toughness. We went through a definition, but not really <coughs> deep, deep into it. You have the tactical mind, like the strategies of are, uh, are certain areas. You have the mental clarity, basically how to clear the mind, how to be empty mm-hmm. up here, which is very important. Commitment, seeking a coach. Seeking a coach is part of mental strength. It's is learning how to find a coach. And not every coach might be the right coach. Not every trainer might be the right, right trainer for you.
1: A question. Yes. Most people say that um, you need at least only one person to believe in you to actually succeed. Correct, and that yes,
0: person that's is that's yourself. That's <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask
1: that thing. Don't you sometimes like? To avoid, let's say, getting a coach or a trainer, or getting someone even to believe in them, that or that someone would they always go to? For example, when they need like motivation or anything, wouldn't that be? Shouldn't this be avoided so that you don't you don't depend on a certain person so that you're only depending on yourself? Or how how do you like think about? How can you think about it so that you're actually not just you know?
0: <coughs> yes. So. That coach or trainer is their guide. They are your guide and no the more. They are your guide. They have the knowledge, the resources, the tools. But you have to do the work. You have to believe in yourself and you have to do the work. You have to do the homework. They cannot do it for you. doesn't matter if they believe in you. Again, it comes down to whether you believe in yourself and whether you believe in the process.
1: But it doesn't mean that, for example, when you have that someone who really believes in you, but then let's say there's someone, something happened, and like you work, for example, in different countries, how are you going to continue? For right.
0: So Does that's that why the mental thing? coaching is different than, than having a technical coach, and even if it's a technical coach. You don't have to be in the same places. Right, so, so, yeah, so basically it, you know it all comes yeah. down to you doing the work. Right. And also basically if there's a certain things that you need to answer certain things that you gotta work through that you can do on your own anywhere. You yep. know, now we have technology, there's things like you fiber and you know like FaceTime and that kind of stuff. So there's many ways of, of communicating with with someone even if they're somewhere else. like for, for coaching. Like it happens all the time. You look at the World World Championships and in Squash, squash and some of them have their live coaches with them that, that will talk to them in between games and some of them are actually you're, you're using FaceTime and and for, for their two uh, minute for a break and then they're, they're coaching that way. Because right? what the coach is doing is they're watching the match from wherever they are, on their laptop or wherever, wherever it is, but they're not there in person. So, the same thing. It's a, and mental coaching, even more so. You know, nobody person doesn't have to ever even be there. Right? So, that's the idea. So, and visualization is a, is a huge area as well of uh, mental strength. There's lots of different topics. Too many, obviously, to cover in this short 60 minute time frame, because there's way too many topics. Which takes us to everything. To sum up everything, it is all about your success and mental strengths. So it begins with you, and the belief in yourself, and the journey ahead. So the belief system. Believe you can improve, believe you have the technical skills and trust them, believe you are better than your opponents, and your opponents could be anything, your opponents could be someone in a one-on-one sport, those are your opponents, it could be a team sport, it could be that weight that, that, that you're trying to conquer, that's, that's your opponent if you're, if you're lifting weights, right, so it could be anything. Okay, so
1: like I'm a bad person this, be than...
0: this means does not mean that you're a better person than the other
1: person. No, just like my so It
0: means that you believe in yourself. Is what it means. Mm-hmm. it means that you believe in yourself so you're not going to be intimidated by the other player. So you don't look at the other player and, and the other player might be doing some skills that are like fancy and singing and, and you're telling yourself, I can't do that. That player's like awesome. And you start putting that kind of stuff in your mind, and right away it means you are losing confidence in yourself. So that's what that this means. So you shouldn't feel bad about yourself by being you know, being in the right state of mind. Right? This does not mean that. This stuff does not guarantee victory. It does not mean you're going to win. There's nothing with winning. It has to do with believing in yourself, win or lose, right? The performance is the performance, That right? it's, it's how you handle yourself throughout a performance. As the means believe you have respect. Again, yeah, the same thing, right? So you're not disrespecting someone else by mentally believing in yourself that right? you're better than they are in whatever sport you're playing, you're doing to, to stay on track. Right? But they might annihilate you by score. Right? That's reality is reality. You don't know what the outcomes is going to be. But you know that you're prepared for the outcome. Right? So believe you can accomplish excellence by your standards. Right? And most important, believe in yourself. Right? So everything comes down to us. It's believing in ourselves. It's great that other people might believe in you, but again, they the have to believe in yourself. Everything you starts from there. Right? And your support system around you, they believe in you, which is a great tool and resource around you. They believe in you, which is awesome, because they cannot believe in you. And if you're trying to work on your skills to start believing in yourself, then it could be a lot more difficult. It take a lot longer because they do not so everyone helps each other out. That's the idea. Any questions?
1: And also for a reply, I don't think anyone should be feeling bad if they feel that they're better than their opponent because you just feel that you're in something from the inside, you, you're you not stopping them from getting better than you because you can still work hard yes. and get better. Correct,
0: and by the way, the other person is also believing in themselves. Yeah, exactly. They also believe that they're better than you. Yeah. Right? Like so that's so it's, it's it's the same thing. They might have come to the same work job like the week before. Your opponent. Right? So they have the same mm-hmm. information. Like,
1: that, right? that was bothering me because, like, I have to believe. Sometimes I know I have so hard, so I, I'm good, you know? Like, I, I believe in myself, but then I start feeling really bad for thinking that I'm better than, like, like I'm more prepared than okay. the other person or something good. like that. So
0: this is believing, this is not thinking. Let's make that clear everyone. This is totally different. Leading yourself is not thinking. What is thinking? What is a thought? This is like uh, totally different for your mental strength, but it's so important. What is a thought? Does anybody know what a thought is? Where does a thought exist? Where does it exist? What is the content? Something that that you think might happen in the future that has not happened yet is a thought. There is no thought in the present moment. The human mind cannot think in the present moment. It can only come up with a thought about something that's already happened or something that they want to happen. It just happens. It just happens already in the past. That's why the questions before. What were the questions from before? Whoops. oops, back on. All right, we'll go back. So what were the questions from before? The questions from before were, what was I trying to do?